brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We're all familiar with the phrase, a wolf in sheep's clothing. We Catholics have adapted the phrase into one that fits the post-2003 and post-2018 Ted McCarrick period of the church, a wolf in shepherd's clothing. Priests that are spiritual brothers of Ted McCarrick left a stain on the institutional church long before Ted McCarrick was himself publicly outed as one of the most wicked figures in the contemporary church. And surely this problem of the worst men becoming priests and using their sacred office to cause very real and lasting harm, especially to the most vulnerable and the spotless bride of Christ, goes back at least to the 1960s as a problem that has been quietly swept under the rug by a handful of bad bishops who are probably sympathetic to marginally less disordered versions of those priests' secret lives. You know, the stuff that James Martin advocates for. Meaning in the modern church, in the modern world, this isn't actually a new problem, though things have gotten better since 2003, with the popes of that time having been forced to act. But now, imagine this scenario. In the aftermath of the saddest chapter in the modern history of the church, a man in a collar becomes an advocate for those who have experienced real hurt at the hands of priests, gets placed on various key church bodies meant to make sure that this evil thing that we're sort of alluding to never happens again. And then it turns out he was himself partially responsible for helping to sweep these issues under the rug himself. Many such cases. But now we take that priest, who then retires early and becomes an open enemy of the church, and decides to aid her enemies in trying to destroy the sacraments themselves. The phrase, a wolf in shepherd's clothing, absolutely applies to priests like this, and we have a story of a priest who fits the bill today. For the past several years, and really since 2003, state governments have periodically tried to pass blatantly unconstitutional laws that would break the seal of confession. Now, five years after Vigano made public that Ted McCarrick was restored to active duty by Francis after Benedict stripped him of power and, and for, tried to force him into silence, various states are trying to do so again. They're trying to break the seal of confession. And I reported on this briefly a couple of weeks ago. Vermont, Utah, and Delaware are all trying to pass laws that would break the seal of confession. The law of the church says that any, pr any priest who breaks the seal of confession is automatically excommunicated. Most priests would rather face stiff jail sentences than break the seal of confession, because most of them understand that according to the church, once a sin is absolved by the priest, the sin is forgotten. And most of them understand the personal consequences for themselves if they break the seal of confession. But what the church says is that God forgives and forgets. Even if you still owe penance for the sin itself, the sin is itself forgotten. Breaking the seal of confession would utterly destroy that. But one priest seems not to care about that at all. And remember, this priest was himself accused of helping sweep a lot of these McCarrick-type problems under the rug. Headline from LifeSite. Prominent Wisconsin cleric endorses bill forcing priests to break seal of confessional. Father James E. Connell, a former vice chancellor for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, accused of protecting Ted McCarrick-type priests, has, obviously has previously sued states to revoke their protections for the seal of confession. Yes, this priest has betrayed the church publicly, 
This would be functionally no different than a priest who, during the Diocletian persecutions in ancient Rome, which targeted the faithful, if, that, if a priest at that time turned his flock over to the Roman authorities for a bit of personal mercy. Pray that this priest repents of this before it's too late for him. From the article, quote, A retired Catholic priest from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee has called upon the people of the state of Delaware to support HB 74, which would require priests to report issues of, ch of the worst kind of things that can be done to the most vulnerable or neglect, should they be mentioned in the confessional. Originally published in USA Today, Father James E. Connell penned an op-ed titled Why Delaware's Clergy Penitent Privilege Law Should Be Repealed, wherein he concluded that, quote, all people in Delaware should support the proposed HB 74 that would repeal the Delaware Clergy Penitent Privilege Statute. Father Connell argues that, quote, no valid freedom of religion argument rooted in the absence of truth can provide a moral justification for sheltering the types of people who would do these sorts of things from their deserved punishment, while also endanger endangering potential victims. As such, he concludes that, quote, governments should intervene such that, while perhaps frustrating the free exercise of religion for some people, the greater good of protecting the most vulnerable from these kinds of things would be enhanced for the common good of all people, end quote. One of the hallmarks that the modernists like to use is the phrase common good to advocate for really horrible things. And we see it here. The free exercise of religion is in the First Amendment, and it's there for a reason. Not that the priest cares about that at all. He cares about that as much as the constitutionality of things as he does about the integrity of the sacraments themselves. And perhaps he wants to assuage his own bruised conscience. Perhaps he just has a vendetta against the faith and against the church. After all, he retired early. I'm not sure what this is precisely, but the priest here has a long track record of trying to destroy the fundamental teachings of the faith. Often we see behind the facade of the concerned priest or bishop or former nun or former monk, behind the smiling, sympathetic facade of them is the razor-toothed grin of the modernist, who, like the friend of demons that they are, seeks to destroy the faith by changing it into something new. Father Connell would be perfectly at home in the German synodal way, and would be perfectly happy to help those bishops who put the church under the rule of heretic laity, change the teachings of the faith on morality of the flesh, and specifically on that James Martin sin. And I know that applies to him here, as we'll talk about here in just a second, because he would, he would gladly help modernist bishops tear the church down and replace it with the ape of the church of Catholic prophecy. And I say that because of this. Father Connell is a friend of a notorious group of heretics who wants to change the church's teachings on the James Martin sin, among other things, a group formally condemned by the USCCB. So it makes sense that he would want to break the seal of confession, because once you throw out the basic teachings of the faith, Catholicism 101 stuff like daily morality and daily living, then bringing down the sacraments is of no concern whatsoever. Quote, Father Connell, a Chicago divorcee who was ordained to the priesthood in 1987, first mistake, is a canon lawyer who served as the vice chancellor for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee from 1994 to 2012. After being appointed to the Archdiocese of Milwaukee's uh, review board for these things in 2003 by then-Archbishop Timothy Dolan, he has been active in what he calls advocacy for those harmed since at least 2010, when he started meeting with the members of the group called SNAP, who 
works with the who is a network of those who work with survivors of these things the same organization that accused him of acting to uh, cover up these problems in 20 in 2009 yes in october 2009 they accused him of being part of the problem in 2012 father connell spoke in an event hosted by voice of the faithful an organization intimately connected to the notorious association of u.s catholic priests to speak on his quote new mission to speak out on behalf of the of those harmed by priests of this kind in 2013 father connell became a founding steering committee member of catholic whistleblowers an organization that describes itself as a quote network of current and former priests women religious brothers deacons and lay persons who actively support those who uh, endured the kind of problems we're talking about and mostly quote Father Connell first attacked the Seal of Confession in 2018 when he wrote an op-ed for the National Catholic Reporter titled, Now is the Time to Modify the Catholic Church's Seal of Confession. In this essay, Father Connell argued that Ted McCarrick types go unreported to civil and church authorities because Catholic Church law unconditionally forbids any priest from betraying a penitent for any reason whatsoever. He suggests that the church's use of public penances for certain crimes is an indication that the seal of confession is quote not a matter of divine law and therefore pope francis should release from the seal of confession all information regarding ted mccarrick problems or related ones to a vulnerable adult so that this information may be provided to civil and church authorities end quote and there father mcconnell or father connell rather it just demonstrates that he does not know what he's talking about. The story broke on March 21st, and I knew there would be more to it than just an enemy of Christ in a collar working publicly against the church, and I turned out to be right. Michael Hitchborn of the Lepanto Institute published the following update to the story on his personal Facebook page. Quote, the Lepanto Institute praised and expressed gratitude for Milwaukee Archbishop Jerome Listecki's swift and decisive response to reports that a retired priest in his diocese was engaged in a systematic campaign attacking the seal of conf the sacramental confession. The Lepanto Institute reported on Tuesday, March 21st, that Father James E. Connell, a canon lawyer and former vice chancellor for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, had been campaigning for the alteration of church law regarding the seal of confession while encouraging legislators to impose laws that would force priests to break the seal. Archbishop Listecki responded quickly by removing Father Connell's canonical faculties to hear confessions and ordering him to, quote, cease all such erroneous communications that distort the teachings of the church about the confessional seal. Michael Hitchborn, president of the Lepanto Institute, issued the following statement. Quoting Michael Hitchborn directly, All I can say is, thank you, Archbishop Listecki, for taking such bold and swift action on this very serious matter. Given the current crisis of confusion and uncertainty in the church today, it is sincerely edifying to see true leadership in the episcopacy. Sadly, such strong defense of church teaching against errant priests is rare today, and we are grateful to God for your example as a true shepherd. We at the Lepanto Institute call on faithful Catholics everywhere to pray a rosary for you in thanksgiving for your defense of the sacrament of confession, end quote. And I'll echo that here, folks. When you're saying your rosary today, have your intention be, if you can, thanksgiving for Bishop Listecki standing firm in defense of the sacraments. 
Bishop Listecki is one of the better bishops. He just often keeps his head down when it comes to some of the more prominent theological debates and battles in the church, but when it often really matters, he acts. And he acted swiftly in this case. But not everyone is happy with this statement. A group calling itself Bishop Accountability has issued a statement of their own on this. That group was founded in the aftermath of the 2003 mess and have been working to, in their own words, hold bishops accountable for not fixing the Ted McCarrick problem in the church. That's a laudable goal, right? Well, they characterize this move by Bishop Listecki as, quote, depriving Father Connell of his ministry. And they describe Father Connell as, quote, an expert in confession and the problem itself. In fairness, here's an excerpt from their statement, which, by the way, can be found on Google before you'll find Bishop Listecki's report, even when you include his name in the search terms. We should tell you something about how Google views these things. Quote, Unfortunately, Archbishop Listecki's action and statements are in keeping with an earlier preference in Milwaukee for silence about confessional problems. For example, in the mid-1950s, 70 years ago, Archbishop Albert G. Meyer was informed that Father Murphy was using Confucian to do bad things at the school for the death that he ran. Meyer ignored the whistleblower, Father David Walsh, CSSR, and Murphy was allowed to continue for 20 years using confession to harm the most vulnerable. Now, Archbishop Listecki is ignoring another whistleblower and attempting to silence him. And mostly, quote, absolutely reprehensible. What Bishop's accountability is doing here is grotesque. They're accusing Bishop Listecki of engaging the same evil that one of his predecessors did 70 years ago. Father, Father Connell is advocating for giving the state power over the church itself and putting priests in a position to excommunicate themselves. I hope a canonical investigation is opened by Rome to see if Father Connell has ever broken the seal of confession himself. I doubt it'll happen, but I hope it happens, and I hope Bishop Listecki offers to give some form of conditional absolution to those who feel they might need it if they went to that priest for confession, because there are very real reasons now to think that he might have broken the seal himself. I wouldn't trust him to hear my confession. It would take a deathbed situation for me to have him uh, give me the, the sacrament. The last thing the church needs in this time, the very last thing we need, are more enemies of the faith within the church herself advocating for further persecution of the church by the secular world. I wonder how many pieces of silver it took for Bishop's accountability and Father Connell to be bought. Was it more than 30 pieces of silver? What do you think about this story? Are you surprised by the story in the slightest? Are you surprised that a bishop acted and acted swiftly in this case? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.